This video is brought to you by Blessed Be God Boutique, maker of Catholic fashionable apparel, handmade accessories, and more. There is an event going on in Rome that has largely flown under the radar. A symposium on the priesthood, which is designed to make sure that the likes of Ted McCarrick never find their way into the Catholic priesthood again. Or, at least, that's the stated purpose of it. But there are indications that not only are they not taking that claim seriously in the slightest, that even the symposium has a different purpose altogether. To unmake the Catholic priesthood, remake it into the image and likeness of the world, and according to one senior cardinal, if the clergy of the church don't like the things Francis are doing, they should ask themselves why they're still priests. All sources for this episode are found on my sources site at returntotradition.org. That's the name of this podcast with a .org at the end of it for its web address. And as a general rule, it's a good site to follow as a backup for following me here on YouTube or on Anchor or wherever you're listening to this. Now let's get into the story. We've known for some time that to radically remake the church, the modernists in Rome would need to not only smash the traditional forms of the liturgy and sacraments, they'd have to do away with reverence and worship in all forms in the name of their new understanding of ecclesiology that they say stems from Vatican II. Ecclesiology being essentially a $50 term for how to church or what is the church. By so admitting that they have to do away with the preconciliar forms, because they don't fit the post-conciliar understanding of the church, they are admitting overtly that what they are promoting is a new faith, a new religion. If they are promoting a new religion, then it only makes sense to quell dissent from within the hierarchy of the church by silencing good priests. That has been expected and has taken place pretty consistently since even just before the council, but now they have taken a renewed interest in silencing good priests who want to teach the Catholic faith. Francis has invigorated the modernists in their goal to smash the faith in this way. Headline from National Catholic Reporter. Cardinal Willette. Priests not supporting Francis should ask, what am I doing here? Here you will see something that is a troubling claim tacitly being made, that the Pope is the Church. Not the supreme earthly guardian of the Church or of the deposit of the faith, but that the Church is synonymous with the papacy itself, or in this case, with the man the world sees as Pope. When they say that, when they say, what are you doing here if you do not support literally everything he's doing, that's what they're saying. Cardinal Willette begins by making a claim that the church focused too much after the Council of Trent on the ministerial priesthood, meaning what we generally call the Catholic priesthood. Father Jones at your local parish fits the bill of what he's talking about here. We focused on this too much, according to his view, by remembering that the church always said that the priesthood was an office set apart from the rest of humanity because it is. It's holy, which means set apart and reserved for the service of God. He admits to being too focused on doctrinal matters. And now, thanks to Paca Papa Francis, he has a new vision on life and on the faith. Then he says this from the article, quote, During a February 15th interview with NCR, National Catholic Reporter, at the congregation's office just off St. Peter's Square, Willette said he hopes the conference will find a balance in making a case for the importance of the priesthood, while also resisting the temptations of clericalism. Willette said the antidote to clericalism, which Francis has repeatedly warned against, can be found in community. The focus of the symposium will be on the participation in the one priesthood of Christ, he said, which includes all of the baptized. The presence of the community of the baptized is a message for the rest of the world. And it is not only a message in terms of knowledge, it is a message in terms of fraternity, of witnessing love, and being an attractive community, he continued. 
One of the challenges in the post-Reformation era, said Ouellette, is a very clerical view of the church, which developed as a way of defending the priesthood and the church's hierarchical structure. We ended up impoverished on both sides, he reflected, because they, Protestant denominations, kept the baptismal priesthood while we forgot it. We defended the ministerial priesthood, which is a key element of the church, he said, while acknowledging it has helped contribute to a clerical mentality. He believes the Second Vatican Council, with its focus on all of the people of God, has helped, quote-unquote, reconcile that divide. Yet, we let admitted that in the eyes of most of the world, the all-male celibate Catholic priesthood is a tough proposal, but it is one he is standing by, end quote. That is an attack on the Council of Trent and a tacit submission to the Protestant view of the Church, or at least an attempt to meet them most of the way to their position. The priest at your parish is not just another guy who happens to have an unusual job. He is a sacred minister of Jesus Christ, with hands consecrated to call down the miracle of transubstantiation and to absolve you of your sins in a way that no one else can. He is something else, and Cardinal Ouellette here is presenting precisely the modernist view of the priesthood. And where it leads is to the priesthood being reduced to the role of a social worker. It's an insidious thing, and it's a little wonder that the National Catholic Reporter is focusing on this. But the Cardinal goes on and says some fairly orthodox things about the priesthood, to his credit, like when a priest is living his vocation, he becomes a living contradiction to the secularized world, and that is 100% true. But then he shifts focus and responds to something another Cardinal said, where that most of the resistance to Francis among the priests comes from the English-speaking world with younger, more traditional clergy. His response to this is telling, quote, While noting that he did not want to address the specifics of the situation in the U.S. church, Ouellette said that a priest must always be exercising his priesthood in communion with and under Peter. Maybe they are not happy because he is not on their right political side, Ouellette surmised, but the criteria is their politics. What we have to look for with the Pope is his missionary spirit. I would invite the young clergy to look at the Pope as an example. The Cardinal continued, a priest should be working in communion with the Pope. Otherwise, he should ask himself, what am I doing here? End quote. That's very rich, accusing traditional priests of being overly political. Given that Francis spends a lot of time with the movers and shakers of this world, this accusation at best rings hollow and at worst shows stunning hypocrisy on the part of the modernists. Most young priests I've, in, I've met in life have not been remotely political, at least not in their public service of the church. Now, it's worth recalling here that Cardinal Ouellette was the man Francis relied on to pen the response to Vigano's original letters that stated Francis knew all about McCarrick and did little about him. Ouellette is a loyalist to Francis through and through and even helped blame Vigano and Benedict for McCarrick, which is why it's pretty rich that he is the one speaking on this topic. A story from another modernist outlet gives us some context, though, for what's the larger picture here. From LaCroix, we get this headline. Vatican holds symposium to rethink priesthood. Cardinal Mark Wheelett opens three-day gathering by expressing, quote-unquote, sincere regret and asking, quote, forgiveness from those affected over rather badly by Ted McCarrick-type priests. The stated purpose of this symposium on the priesthood is to address the Ted McCarrick problem in the church and to make sure it doesn't happen again. For 30 years, the church has been wrestling with this, especially since 2003 when this story blew up in the face of John Paul II and then Cardinal Ratzinger. But this symposium has another purpose, one that Ted McCarrick problem is being exploited for, remaking the priesthood. Listen carefully to what's said here. From that LaCroix article buried near the end of it, quote, The second reason for the intense interest in the symposium is because it is taking place at a time 
when the leaders of the Catholic Church around the world are seriously wondering about the best way to spread their message in an increasingly secularized society, and at a time when people are also wondering about the place of ordained priests. It is precisely this issue that the participants of the Synod of Bishops Assembly on the Pan-Amazon region in 2019 and those of the Synodal Path currently being held in Germany have tried to answer, each in their own way. Some of those involved in the Synodal Path want to radically question certain points of the Church's discipline and doctrine. Cardinals Reinhard Marx of Munich and Jean-Claude Hollerich, S.J. of Luxembourg, two of the Pope's closest aides, have also recently expressed their support for the ordination of married men. Furthermore, the symposium is taking place at a time when the Pope himself has launched a synodal process on the future of the Catholic Church. End quote. Yes, this sad, gross issue is being used to promote a reform of the priesthood, to make it in keeping with the values of the world. Just remember what I said about them claiming the post-conciliar era is a different faith from the Catholic faith, and then this will make a lot more sense. While they focus on clericalism as the great evil affecting the Catholic priesthood in the post-Macaric era, what does their ideal priest look like? We have an indication also from LaCroix. See, as it turns out, a priest who had been suspended by Rome for engaging in exactly what Ted McCarrick did, involving seminarians, which McCarrick was rather famous for, go listen to James Grine again on uh, Taylor Marshall's channel, this priest attended the symposium on the priesthood, and what happened? Nothing. He was welcomed with open arms. This priest has not had faculty since 2018 and was permitted to attend the symposium on the priesthood, according to the story from LaCroix. The priest was a Frenchman named Tony Anatrella. He wasn't barred from attending. He attended in the open and was welcomed with open arms. From LaCroix, we get this, quote, The 81-year-old priest was among the 400 or so participants who gathered in the spacious Paul VI Hall on Thursday to hear Pope Francis give the key address for the three-day symposium that's been organized by Cardinal Mark Ouellette. Later that day, Anatrella and some of the other attendees dined at the Casa Santa Marta, where Francis resides. Lou Bismond de Seneville of La Croix was the one who broke the news. He said sources confirmed that the elderly French priest has registered there as Monsignor Tony Anatrella and had picked up his credentials Thursday morning just before the conference opened. End quote. Him having credentials to attend means they knew he was there. And I don't know about you, but I can't dine at a fine place in public or here in private, at the, in this case, with, at Francis's residence, with someone who was punished for that kind of activity. But apparently the prelates of the church can. Look, I don't know if Cardinal Ouellette and Francis knew themselves that he was there, but others did and should have done something about it. But that is the kind of priest that is welcomed by modernist Rome, while your traditionalist priest is on the outs in the Church of the New Advent. That's what we're in for with the Synod of Synodality and the Symposium on the Priesthood. The goal here is to redefine the Catholic priesthood at the Synod, and this symposium will help them do just that. How will they accomplish it? By the careful placement of theologians in key positions who will help craft the modernist arguments for changing the priesthood. Christopher Lamb, writer at The Tablet, another modernist outlet, and for the BBC, tweeted this, which shows who will be instrumental in all this. Quote, Pope Francis has appointed Father Roberto Rapole as the Archbishop of Turin. Father Rapole, 55, is an accomplished theologian and former president of the Italian Theological Association, who has written on synodality and the quote-unquote humility of the Church. The Turin-born priest theologian has said, quote, theology cannot afford the luxury of cryptic language and needs to serve the people of God in their, quote, living faith, end quote. This response from a faithful Catholic to that is the right one. Quote, 
His concept of a quote-unquote living faith is similar to those legal theorists in the United States who claim to be devoted to a quote living constitution. In either case for them, a living faith or constitution is an excuse to restructure it in a manner that mirrors their own subjective preferences. End quote. 100% on the money. When you see the modernists use the term living faith, they use it to mean that those of us who cling rigidly to the sacred traditions of the faith have a dead faith, which Francis has himself said on numerous occasions. But here we have it, a modernist and Father Roberto Ripolle, who will help use the living faith of the people of God to democratize the Catholic priesthood. Buckle up, folks. This is going to get weirder and weirder until God finally intervenes. Now, what do you think of all this? Has Cardinal Ouellette and his fellow members of the hierarchy and those in senior positions of the Synod laid out the terms of what will be acceptable to Francis, in this case meaning total submission to his program to remake the church? Let me know your thoughts on this in the comments below. Will this pre-symposium use this tough and uncomfortable issue to ram through an unmaking of the Catholic priesthood? I sincerely hope not, but I have often been accused of being too moderate on my expectations. So let me know what you think will come of all this. And like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help. As always, pray for the Church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.